Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome to The Connection, a weekly radio program where we share our experiences and expertise with stories of caring, courage, and change right here in Connecticut. Listen to learn about needed resources to improve your well-being and transform your life. Now, here are the hosts of The Connection, Lisa dematis Lapore and Ann Baldwin. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another edition of The Connection. Hopefully, everybody's doing well this morning. I'm so pleased to be here with you. I'm one of the hosts of this program, Ann Baldwin. And I'm Lisa dematis Lapore, CEO and President of The Connection. Good morning. Good morning, Lisa. The sun is shining. Yay. <laughs> Finally, I think spring is here and the snow is officially gone. That's great news, isn't it? That is very good. I like green, not white. I do too. <laughs> so I'm really excited that uh, to have back a guest that works very closely with The Connection, Lisa. You know that May is National Mental Health Awareness Month. And I think, I don't know about you, but we could all use a little bit of advice on how to continue to deal with these challenging times and all the things that have been happening uh, due to COVID. And we're so happy to have Alicia Davis with us. Um, she's with Transformative Leadership Strategies, and she is an executive coach. And Lisa, why don't you explain how Alicia's been working so closely with you folks at The Connection? Well, first, I, I want to say welcome, Alicia. I'm so grateful that you're on our show today. I have the really the highest uh, respect for Alicia. Alicia and I have been working together for many, many years on, you know, coaching, um, CEO coaching. And I'm also a part of the fabulous uh, CEO forum that Alicia leads with um, five other of my uh, female peers in Connecticut. And it's been an extremely growing experience, collaborative effort. And I'm so grateful for Alicia um, to, you know, lead that charge. But having said that, when we were going through COVID, I immediately contacted Alicia and said, I really need your help. We are really struggling with regard to how do we navigate uncertainty during this pandemic. And with 42 unique programs at The Connection and almost 500 staff and, you know, we all know that the pandemic really shook each and every one of us up in a very different way. I asked Alicia if she would put together a series on how we could navigate these uncertain times during the pandemic as a, a route of support for our staff. And Alicia held sessions for the staff, obviously through Zoom. And it was really an impact. It really impacted the organization 
because staff had a forum to be able to find out how to cope, how to take, you know, self-care, how to identify issues with regard to um, how the pandemic has affected themselves as individuals. And we received so much feedback from the staff. They felt so supported. And truthfully, a lot of the things and tips and suggestions that Alicia brought forward, I personally use in my everyday life. And um, I've been able to, you know, sort of maneuver through this um, because of the help of Alicia. So, Alicia, I just want to say thank you. I'm so grateful for you. You're very well known in the state of Connecticut. I know you're helping many other people throughout the um, state with, you know, dealing with all types of issues and their organizations. So welcome aboard. And um, can you tell our listeners, Alicia, how can we navigate through the pandemic and what are what are some of the um, strategies that you've used to you have used to assist others? Oh my gosh! Well, first of all, let me say thank you for having me back. As you know, Lisa, I love working with you and the leadership team and everyone over at the Connection. It's just a fabulous, fabulous organization. And Anne, thank you so much for having me back on the show. And you know, this is one of my passions as a as a coach is to really support people's mental and emotional and physical well-being. And, you know, before I was a coach, I was in the world of holistic healthcare. And, you know, everything that we have been dealing with in the pandemic, it is, it is so profound, right? None of us has ever lived through something that has created this much level of, of stress, and stress doesn't even, it's like stress with a capital S, right? Because, you know, we have never had this kind of drain on our mental and emotional health before. And I think, you know, just, I think we can all probably relate to this, right? So if, if anybody is feeling a change or experiencing a change in how they're sleeping, right? They're either, they can't get to sleep or they're sleeping way much, you know, way longer than they normally would, right? So change in sleep pattern. If if you're feeling lethargic or if you're feeling depressed, right? This is, you know, there's been so much isolation, right? And I think that, you know, being able to know and be able to notice, and sometimes it's even hard to notice, like when you're in the middle of not feeling great, you just don't feel great, right? And sometimes it's just hard to even identify Oh, I'm not feeling great because I haven't been sleeping. I haven't been eating well. You know, if if you're noticing, and this is again mental and emotional health, if anxious, anxiety, and irritability. So I don't know about either one of you, but I've certainly been on what I call the Corona coaster of emotion. Right, like some days it's like, okay, I got this, and other days I'm like, I just don't even want to. I just don't even want to get up. I just, you know, everything makes me, you know, I, I get reactive or cranky or or edgy. Or the other thing that we've also noticed is people have a hard time making decisions right now. And I don't know, Lisa, have you experienced any of that? Like noticing that within, you know, for yourself or the team or just with folks in general in your life. Yes, I've, everything that you've just spoke about, you know, has hit me personally, you know, personally, to be perfectly honest. And yes, I have seen that um, 
that COVID fatigue and these symptoms um, throughout with, you know, friends and colleagues and staff. hundred percent. Absolutely. You mentioned, Alicia, you mentioned um, challenge decision making. And I wonder, too, sometimes if this is even the right time to make major decisions. I wonder about that because, (laughs) you know, we might be a little reactionary. Let's just use the housing market as an example. You know, you can't people are packing their stuff and moving and you can't find a house anywhere. It's they're getting gobbled up in minutes overpriced. And it sounds like a lot of people are making major decisions. But I guess my question is, is this the right time to do that? Well, it's so funny that you actually picked the housing market because actually um, I am in the process of looking potentially for a new house. And so my partner and I have been kind of riding that housing market roller coaster. (laughs) (laughs) And it's, you know, what's it, it, I think what's so interesting about all of this, and I mean, Lisa can attest to this as an executive director, there have been so many major decisions that leaders have needed to make, that families have needed to make around health and safety, around, you know, loved ones, if, you know, going into the hospital or not going into the hospital. Mm -hmm. I mean, even decisions, little decisions can seem like big ones. Like, do we, you know, for me, it was like, we have, we have family that are live out of state, like in the, in the very beginning and in the middle of COVID, you know, it was like, do we even, we, it, it took so much thought to are we going to go visit my dad who lives in West Virginia? Are we going to go see the grandkids that live in North Carolina? How are we going to see the daughter and, and son-in-law that were supposed to get married last September, but we had to reschedule that to this September and all of the decisions that go around that, right? So it's not a great time to make decisions because our executive function, our mental function is we have to put so much energy into every little thing now, like how do we stay safe when we go to the supermarket? You know, how do we even just think about those everyday things that we normally wouldn't have to think about? So it's not a great time. And what I can just offer is that, you know, making decisions right now, you know, slowing down the process even a little bit, like trying to just really um, just notice or take into account as many of the factors that you know as possible. I mean, the other thing that is making making decisions so hard is that everything is uncertain, right? Mm-hmm. There is no right. clarity around what's coming around the corner, right? So it's like you can only make the best decision that you can with the information that you have. And I think that part of um, making decisions right now is also being super kind to yourself, Mm -hmm. whether you're, again, whether you're a leader, whether you're a mom, whether you're a, you know, uh, uh, a teacher, whoever you are, right? Whatever decision you make today is the best decision that you can make. And and I think part of it is just letting go of some of the anxiety or the guilt that can often come up or the self-judgment or criticism. Oh, my gosh, I made the wrong decision. Right. So I think part of decision making is get as much information as you can get, you know, talk it through, take a pause, try to consider it and then just let it go because you did the best that you could. And, and that's part of self-care, you know, and, and when we talk about self-care, and I don't know, and I think when we talk, I don't 
remember when we had our interview, but it was a while ago, you know, we were talking about wellness and self-care and, you know, self-care we often think about as, oh, you know, that's when I'm going to go get a massage. I'm going to go to the, you know, I'm going to go get a mani-pedi or, you know, I'm just going to go hang out at the beach for the day. And, you know, I think that part of the message that my business partner, Stacey Watson, and I really want to share with people and what we've really been talking about in organizations is that self-care is essential right now. It is, and we've, we work with a lot of essential workers, you know, like a lot of Lisa staff, they are working with people on the front lines. Like right. they are on the front lines. They're out in the communities, right? They're, they've been exposed to COVID. They're working with people in trauma and they're essential. They are essential to, they're different than, you know, folks that are, of course, working in hospitals or working, you know, EMTs or fire or police, but they're essential in a different way. And they need to keep their mental and emotional and physical capacity high. And that's really the message that we're just wanting to share, right, is that Self-care is now essential and you really need to be active and proactive in, in really filling and refilling when you, when you get drained at the end of the day, because you've had to make 55 decisions that, you know, normally you would have to make five or 10, you know, you need to be very intentional about how you're replenishing your mind and your heart and your body. And that's really part of the, you know, I want to get into just a, a couple of really specifics, but I just wanted to pause there and, you know, Lisa and any questions about any of what I just talked about. I think everybody's going through this, as you mentioned, you know, essential workers and everybody. I know the other day, my side, the side of my car got wiped out by a, a trailer and, you know, I, and the guy took off and I just, I said, okay, I'm going to call it a day. And yeah. I, I took the rest of the day off. I took a nap. I'm just like, you know what? This is not a good day. I'm going to start over at five o'clock in the afternoon. So that's when I started my day over. So that's one of my techniques is if it's not working out, end the day and then start it over regardless of the time. But I'd love to hear, you know, some of the um, tips that you have for our listeners, Alicia, because I think it's important for everybody to focus on themselves, especially now. Well, and so I just, one of the things that we just talk a lot about, first of all, is the difference between micro and macro practices, because I think we can also get kind of caught up in, you know, okay, so, so if I'm, if I need to take care of my physical self, right, you know, I'm on the front lines or I'm just, you know, up and very active throughout the day, like physical self-care, or even honestly, if you're sitting all day, you know, getting up and moving around. So physical self-care micro practices can be, we define that as anything between one to 10 minutes. So can you get up, you know, you've been sitting in front of your computer working virtually or hybrid for two hours. Can you get up for five minutes, walk up and down the stairs, go outside and take, you know, three breaths of, you know, fresh air? Can you, you know, just drink a little bit more water? Can you um, just make sure that you are really honoring what works for you in terms of routine? So, you know, part of what we heard in the beginning of the pandemic, you know, is people are just working in their pajamas or, you know, getting up at whatever time and maybe just, you know, kind of figuring out what to do if they've, 
if they've got kids at home, you know, that's another thing, you know, like um, between hybrid working and homeschooling, you know, like parents right now are like superhuman beings. Like I just can't even imagine the, the, the stress that they're experiencing. And so having some routine and structure, like we need that as human beings. So even if it's, you know, getting up at a relatively the same time, taking your shower in the morning, having breakfast, you know, having lunch, like I'm making sure that I'm taking breaks, you know, like there are people that are just working from home and they think, oh, I just need to sit here for eight hours in front of my computer and get what I need to get done. And then, you know, maybe even go back to it at the, you know, after they've had dinner or whatever. And I think it's just really important to get up to take breaks, to move your body. And even if, you know, we couldn't go to, you know, many people couldn't go to the gym. I happen to have a Peloton bike in my house. So, you know, I'm doing 20 to 30 minutes a couple of times a week of, you know, Peloton and, you know, just moving, just, um, you know, standing in place and, you know, walking in place really fast for 30 seconds and resting and, you know, doing that three or four times, like just doing things that are, getting the circulation, helping you breathe deeply, and it just helps clear the mind. And I think, you know, that that getting enough rest and sleep is also really important. And I think, you know, partially routine helps with that and, and exercise helps with that. So I think, you know, those micro and macro practices can really make a difference for people. So, and I think it's important too for people to say, you know, I'm not doing well, I need help. And that's the other thing. It, you're not the only one, you're not alone. And I think it's really good to tell people where they can get that help. You know, that people might have, um, you know, employee assistance programs where they work right? And usually that's confidential. You go there, you tell them what you're dealing with, and they can probably point you in the right direction. I know a lot of people have sought out therapists during this COVID thing and even life coaches, and they say that that's helping. Um, You know, there's just so many different programs, and I want to make sure that if uh, folks are listening and they want to reach out to you, you, they can go to your website, which is TL transforms.com tl transforms.com and we're speaking with alicia davis who's transformative with transformative leadership strategies um lisa i know you know we talk about a lot about what we're going through on this show and we've been through a lot during you know not just with covid i lost my dad recently it's just been it's been a horrible horrible time and you mentioned alicia to the uncertainty right lisa i mean i think that's a big part of the issue here Uncertainty is really hard to, especially if you're a type A. <laughs> yes, we are. You like mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like kind of like blows that out of the water, um, and we're really not in control of anything. Although we kind of think we are, but we're not. And I think it's um, you know being a little bit also kinder to yourself at times um, is really important and, you know, understanding, you know, what tools we have and maybe what tools we don't have right now and how to figure out, you know, how to sort of maneuver through that. But it is difficult to know what the next, you know, step is. And especially in the beginning of this pandemic, you know, the CDC is, you know, one minute you wear masks, don't wear masks. Um, and I'm not criticizing. I say it's not that it's no one knew what was really going on. And, now we're hopefully moving into what I'm 
potential new sort of normal will be um, with the pandemic, but we're certainly not out of it yet, right? Um, but I, I want to believe that the worst of it is over. However, I do, um, I do think that what Alicia is saying really hits home because self-care, irregardless of a pandemic, is something that really has to happen frequently for your um, mental and physical health, right? Um, because if you don't practice an emotional, if you don't practice that, then I, I think that more, if, if we learned one thing, I think through all of this is how important physical, mental, and emotional health is. And it's something that you have to work on irregardless of, of a pandemic, like you said, Alicia. Yeah. And even if you're just taking a minute or two and just stopping and pausing and, you know, taking some of those deep breaths or noticing if you're really being judgmental or critical about yourself and just, you know, changing that, you know, changing what you're saying. And I think, Anne, what you're saying about just really, I, I think two things, just when you can really just acknowledge yourself for where you are. And I, you know, I think the other thing that's really important for people to recognize, like we can get so hard on ourselves about anything and especially right now and I think when we can acknowledge that we have gotten through this past year and we are here and as much loss as much grief as much as much heartache as much anxiety as much fear as we have lived through that if you know we are here and we are resilient and we also have support and I think what you're saying and is so important is to acknowledge and recognize and and find that support wherever it is you know whether it's personally and in your family or friend system or whether it's professional and and to know that it's okay to ask for help and to and to take in support and to just really know that everybody everybody is going through is going through this and that little things can make such a big difference. And it doesn't matter where you start. If you just start with getting a little bit more sleep, or if you just start with really trying to start your day with just two or three minutes of sitting quietly and breathing and focusing on gratitude, or if it's, you know, I just, I bought a ping pong table at a yard sale for 10 bucks last week. And my partner and I played in the, in the garage yesterday and we had so much fun playing ping pong (laughs) and you know, it doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't, it doesn't. (laughs) And don't feel guilty about it to take that time for yourself. Don't, feel guilty. You know, there's always something else we could be doing, but it can wait. It can wait. Alicia Davis with Transformative Leadership Strategies. Thank you so much. Again, the website is tltransformations.com. And I don't want to leave the show yet without wishing all the mothers out there, including you, Alicia and Lisa, a very happy Mother's Day. Today is Mother's Day. So I hope everybody, if you still are blessed enough to have a mother in your life, that you're able to spend some time and and really cherish the moments with your mom. That's right. Happy Mother's Day. And it's, well, you know, hopefully people are now getting vaccinated and we're going to be able to get back to our other support system, which for most of us is our family and our friends. 
and it's just been such a that's right. it's been such a big gap you know in communication and physical contact i mean lisa and i are both huggers right i don't know about you alicia but man i miss, oh i am a big hugger oh i miss my hugs i really really do so i hope i remember oh. how to do it so those are the things that i just can't wait to get back to some sense of normal when it comes to that kind of stuff that's the thing too and i mean i was out i mean the Saturday was was beautiful and was just out, met friends at a local um, brewery, music, and we actually looked at each other and we were like, we're all vaccinated. We can hug each other. And I literally, like, we just hugged each other in like 15, 20 seconds hugs. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm making up for a year of hugging you right now. Hugs are healing. Go, go hug. Go hug safely. Right. But go hug. <laughs> And thank you so much, Alicia Davis from Transformative Leadership Strategies. We truly appreciate your expertise and your advice. And one other thing, I think we can also weave in a little bit of compassion into our lives too. That always helps. So as usual, thank you to all of you for listening to this edition of The Connection right here on WTIC News Talk 1080. And again, to all the mothers out there, happy Mother's Day. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.